Hey folks, how you doing? This is Daryl Surratt from the Anime World Order podcast, and we don't have a new episode out. We haven't posted a new episode in a little while, and the reason is, is because we are doing our final preparations for Anime Weekend Atlanta, which is September 28th through 30th in Atlanta, Georgia, and that's less than seven days away, and so we are finalizing our panels. If you are going to Anime Week in Atlanta, our panel schedule is as follows. Friday, 9 p.m., Gerald is doing the Art of Fan Service, which is an 18-plus panel. Our uh, only 18-plus panel of the weekend, actually. Then the rest of our panels are all on Saturday, 5.30 p.m. It's Americans in Anime, F yeah! Which is going to be a special celebration of American people as depicted in Japanese animation. Then for real fun, we're going to have a pretty much uh, three-and-a-half-hour block starting at 9 p.m. It's Greatest Anime Openings. Then 10.30, I'm doing a panel of doom till 12.30. So 9 to 12.30, back-to-back. Anyway, I just thought I'd post up bonus audio just to put some stuff in the feed. One of our recent guest appearances on the Anime 82 podcast, Mr. Uh, Regan Strongblood has once again put out a call to various podcasters to answer a series of questions on his part. He's done this before. The podcasts that he does usually end up going really, really, really long because he asks a question and then everybody weighs in on the answer. So this time I'm just going to put up a Gerald's audio of his answering of the questions for the Anime 82 podcast. If you want to hear the questions and answer responses from all the people asked, there's some pretty great podcasters out there who answered uh, all these questions for Regan. His podcast, Anime 82, is at anime82.blogspot.com or .ca, if you prefer, since he is in Canada. It also has uh, answers from me, but that will probably be posted as its own separate file for the sake of keeping this fairly short. Also, so I can have a separate file to post on another day. Anyway, we got a couple of days before the con, we're doing last minute prep, so if you hear this soon enough and you leave a comment on our website, www.animeworldorder.com, if you happen to have any particular suggestions for your favorite American person in an anime, we've probably got them already, but you know, we'll hear it out, just in case we miss something. And certainly for anime openings, we did get a lot of feedback last time of ones that people would like to see, and we'll try to mix those in with what we've got, but... Hey, if you've got some particular openings you want to suggest we run, we can do that too. All right, without any further ado, here are Gerald's answers to the uh, questions presented to him. Hopefully this will tide you over until the next episode when I actually can review something. Probably the drops of God. No guarantees. Okay, gentlemen, salut. How are you? Hope you're doing well. First of all, I'd just like to thank all of you for once again being on my show. Now, you may question yourself. With this Ratscallion never putting out a podcast, uh, why would I even want to waste my effort? But alas, this has been the truth, but it won't be in the future. I am making strides to improve my uh, productivity level in regards to the podcast. Just simply been busy with work, music, art, and, you know, gotta have a little bit of a love life as well. But back on the ball, gentlemen, thank you so, so much for being a part of the 12 questions. And... The reason why I always ask you same individuals to be on my show is because you guys are the guys that I listen to and that I look up to. So uh, thank you. Thank you so very, very much to all of you. And uh, this will be Anime 82 12 Questions Series 3 Reverse Edition. Now you may wonder, Reverse Edition, what does this mean? Well, in the past, the first two series, 12 questions series, I've asked, well, obviously 12 questions. 
I thought I'd keep the name, but I thought I'd like to ask a few more questions, so I thought I'd call it 12 Questions Reverse Edition, hence reverse the 12 into 21, and that's what we will be doing today, gentlemen. 21 questions. Shall we start, gentlemen? Perhaps if you could just introduce yourselves, we'll do that right now. Hey, uh, thanks again for having me on the show again. Uh, this is Gerald Rathkolb from the Anime World Order podcast, currently in the midst of uh, planning for panels for Otakon 2012, probably going to end up recording another episode of the show very soon, most likely with a little bit of uh, Unico in it, we'll see, something like that. But uh, yep, uh, again, uh, I guess uh, check out the website, www.animeworldorder.com, and uh, check us out. Yeah, thanks. Okay, the questions are broke into uh, different categories. Uh, we have uh, fan subbing, a manga, comics and animation, collecting. So there you have it. And uh, we'll start off with the first six questions that are in regards to fan subs. So here we start. Question number one. What's your opinion of anime fan subbing? Do you think fan subs help or hurt the anime industry? Hmm, do fan subs help or hurt the industry? I think as a total, they probably hmm, they probably help the industry in that uh, they kind of did establish the industry. Um, companies like ADV started out as fan subbers, and uh, a lot of people started out there. Um, however, it's it's not the same all the way around, though. I know that for a lot of the companies, fan subs help big shows and this would seem like counterintuitive but this is according to the industry itself fan subs help big shows like naruto and bleach but they end up uh, hurting the small shows i don't know uh, little shows that would only sell maybe a couple of hundred uh, discs uh, those things are wiped out by fan subs so that's uh, a lot of those little shows are the shows that i really like Unfortunately, though, people aren't going to really watch stuff, uh, or buy stuff, I should say, a sight unseen. So, as, as the way, the, well, the way that anime, the anime industry works, uh, fan subs are almost a necessary evil. But, in general, I would say they, they are a, a necessary evil. Um, until the anime industry has got itself together. And uh, they're getting there. Um, now that, you know, streaming is almost a default for how you're going to see a show. That's almost where we really need to be. Question number two. Do you prefer to watch streaming anime or fan-subbed anime you can download? I don't really have a preference. Um, I guess fan-sub anime, hmm, it really makes no difference to me. I guess streaming anime is more readily available than fan-sub anime is. Also, the, the one benefit it has is that streaming anime, if it is from a legit site, uh, you at least know that uh, you watching that in a very, 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 very small way does contribute to the industry. I know you can argue, you know, it's so minuscule, it's it's almost doesn't make a difference, but it is more so than fansub anime. At the very least, with fansub anime, that is not something that is, you know, helping anyone really. But the only stuff that is really fansub now are kind of the weirder shows, the smaller shows, the uh, old school shows. So uh, fansubbing is, I wouldn't say it's a dying art, but it's now very much limited to very particular sorts of things. Question number three. As an anime collector, do fansubs play a part 
in building your collection? Mm, that's a tough one. I uh, the thing is is that you're not really putting down any actual money and you're not really putting anything back into the anime system. So an anime fan sub collection, you know, as we're talking about, you know, like as from a collector standpoint can be part of a collection, but in my opinion can never be an entire collection. Like if you're not actually contributing anything to the system, if you're not actually buying discs at some point along the way or spending any money at some point along the way, that's not really a system. Like I've known many people who just won't buy anime, won't spend any money on it, won't do anything for it. And so, you know, in my opinion, those people really aren't fans because they have money that their money is, you know, set to a higher priority. Um, if you're really a fan, then anime is your main number one priority, or maybe number two. But it's not, uh, it's not something that, you know, under no circumstances would you spend any money on. Question number four. What was the first and last fan sub anime you've watched? Man, it's always hard to say what the very, very first one was. It may have been a Dragon Ball Z one that I kind of came across accidentally. Um, it might have been Do You Remember Love? It was very hard to get fan subs way back when. The last fan subbed anime I watched was probably um, <laughs> just like a short weird show that uh, we were showing at Anime Night called Shiba Inuku-san about a walking, talking Shiba Inu dog that goes to school and dresses up and things. And it's a silly little show, but that's, I believe, from the new season. And that's, you know, a fan sub that's, you know, I'm checking out here and there. But yeah, the first one, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I know that I watched Kamikaze Kaito Jan in old, old fan subs. Those were like 99 or so, 2000, somewhere around there. So... It was probably, do you remember a love or a Dragon Ball Z something? Question number five. Without fan subbing, do you think you'd be as big an anime fan as you are? Well, I actually had uh, different beginnings when I was uh, starting out my anime fandom. Um, I never started with fan subs. When I was uh, starting with uh, anime back in the Virgin Islands, you could not get fan subs there. It was only legit stuff, and it was all through mail order because fan subbers wouldn't ship stuff to the Virgin Islands. So it really helped me a lot. It created an enormous amount of self-reliance. I just sort of learned to watch the stuff and research it on my own. And so fan subs didn't come into play for me until quite a bit later. So yeah, I don't think I'd be that much bigger an anime fan. Um, later on in it, like in the late 90s, early 2000s in there, fan subs were a bigger and bigger part of it. Then now they've kind of decreased quite a bit because of the, the streaming that has sort of taken the place of all of that. So I would say it's, it's almost a um, moot point. It's like, uh, I would say, nope, it really hasn't affected it that much as a total as an anime fan. Question number six. What's your favorite fan subbing group? And what do you hate the most about fansubs slash fansubbers? Uh, my favorite fansubbing group, that might be Anime Classic. Uh, they are no longer around, though. Um, they have officially disbanded. Their channel is no longer around. They were the example, in my opinion, of a fansub group 
that was doing the right thing. They were fansubbing shows that had no chance of being released in English. And that's really what fansubbing should be about. It should not be about subbing shows that are absolutely going to be licensed or are licensed. That's one of my peeves about it. These guys, you know, always did shows. They always did, you know, obscure shows or old school shows or just things that there was really no other way to see it. I think that uh, the, the um, annoying uh, groups and uh, I mean they're they're really the really awful fan subbers aren't around that much anymore because they've just been deemed you know pointless. The really bad ones are the ones who feel like they do a better job than the professionals do, even though they've got no access to the original scripts or any of the people that worked on the show. But they do a better job because they are fans or something. You know, maybe in some cases that is the case, but most of the time it's 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 really not. There were some groups back in the 2000s that, or the back in the noughts, I should say, that would just put stuff out there that was just really badly done, just so they could be the first. Like, they had to be the first. There was a big race for that way back when. Thankfully, all of that has sort of died out as well. Okay, gentlemen, now we'll move on to the next category, uh, manga, or manga, or however you say it. Question number seven. If you could only read manga or watch anime, which would you choose and why? It would be anime. Film is my medium. Film is what I admire and what I look and, you know, what I aspire to be, or, you know, a filmmaker or something like that. And so I appreciate manga, but it's, is, uh, it is not my medium. It's, uh, my ma manga is very much more a side thing for me. Question number eight. What was the first manga you've read? Ooh. Um, I, I'm, I don't remember at all. I know that I read Ghost in the Shell and Appleseed and uh, things like that when they were coming out. And so that goes back, you know, early and mid-90s. I did buy the Ghost in the Shell collected edition. I still have that sitting around here, and that was you know, a big influence on me. Other stuff like that, I, I, you know, I read Grey Digital Target way, way back when. Hmm. Yeah, I th it must have been like a Masamune Shiro thing. If it wasn't, then it was probably some just sort of other thing that I had. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was even Gunsmith Cats? No, it, it must have been before Gunsmith Cats. So, I don't know. It was, uh, that's going back further than I can remember. Question number nine. Do you read Scandalations? If so... What was the last one you've read? Well, because manga is not really my medium, I do read Scandalations, but I don't read them very often. Typically, I don't really take the time to read manga. The last time I read Scandalations, I was probably in school, and I would you know, bring those up and just read them before class or in between classes. I read a lot of Yakitate Japan and a lot of Gantz that way. But I have not recently been reading any Scandalations. Oh, I read some of Mad Bull 34. That was getting Scandalated. So that was probably the last thing that I read. Question number 10. What's your favorite genre of manga? And who is your favorite manga artist or even uh, writer, what have you? Uh, my favorite genre? Hmm. I guess I like Seinen a lot. I do like, you know, the craziness of Kazuo Koike uh, or uh, Tetsuya Saru Saruwatari. 
Um, those guys are, you know, even if they don't aren't necessarily creating fine and incredible work, they're always creating something that is entertaining and memorable. And that's, you know, really what I want for my entertainment. You know, especially uh, Kazuo Koike. Uh, I mean, nothing I've ever read of his is terribly forgettable. It's all just craziness in one way or another. Question number 11. What's your favorite manga slash mega series of all times? Uh, it's always hard to do, like, you know, your favorite whatever of anything. Um, I really do like Ghost in the Shell a whole lot. I don't necessarily like what Masamune Nishiro is doing now, but I, uh, you know, when I was first starting out with uh, manga, it was, you know, a revelation to read this. It was the first time that I'd ever read something that approached something like cyborgs and such with some sort of thought and intelligence and uh, research that had gone into it. I also really, really love uh, Gunsmith Cats. I think the action in it is incredible. Just how dynamic all the action scenes work. There's a scene in it where uh, Rally was uh, tased on the street, and so her she's kind of collapsing, and there's just it's an incredible scene of her trying to fight off these guys while her body is sort of like collapsing. Um, just just extraordinarily well done scenes like that. Um, there were some excellent fight scenes in uh, Appleseed and Ghost in the Shell. I, I, I wish that Masamune Shiro would go back to those sorts of things, but I guess he's just doing you know, art books and such now, because I guess that's easier and more lucrative for him. Question number 12. What is the worst or most disappointing manga you've read? Oh, man, there's just so many manga that, you know, you read it and it's just kind of lame and you just sort of put it down. There were some crappy series that were released here. Like, one of the most disappointing ones for me was uh, one by one of my idols, um, Haruhiko Mikimoto. He did this manga series called Marionette Generation, entirely written by him and drawn by him. And I love his artwork, but man, that manga series just was sort of, it was really difficult to follow even though it wasn't, you know, a really complex storyline, like it was just basically about this manga artist, what do you know, every manga eventually becomes about a manga artist, he wakes up one day and finds, you know, this little doll in his bed, and, I mean, it's not like a super complex sort of thing, but it was just so hard to follow the way that he wrote it. That really hurt me a lot, because I admire um, Haruhiki Mikimoto so much. Question number 13. Do you have any non-translated manga in your collection? If so, what are the titles? I do have a bunch. I never really will pay a lot for it because, you know, I can't read anything, so I can only just look at the pretty pictures. I do have all of Starving Man that one of our fans, uh, James Lung, sent me. Thank you very much, James. I have, you know, I think some issues of some weird Gona guy stuff. I think maybe I have some newer Cutie Honey manga that was done. Um, I've got, you know, some H manga as well. There's a lot of just sort of stuff that I will come across. Like, I'll look through, like, a manga bookstore and just, if the cover catches me, I'll I'll maybe pick it up. But uh, in general, I don't really mess around with the, the raw stuff too much. You know, it takes up space and I can't really do anything with it. All right, gentlemen, um, the next category um, is a little bit different. I thought it'd be interesting for people to hear... Um generally overall anime fans, um, uh, their interest in uh, non-anime uh, animation or uh, non-Japanese comics. It's uh, something I'm interested to hear uh, if you have any interest in those. So I have a few questions in regards to uh, 
comics uh, animation. So we will start. Question number 14. What about non-Japanese comics or graphic novels? Do you read them? If so, which do you read? What's your favorite non-Japanese graphic novel or, of course, comic? Uh, like I said before, um, you know, my medium is film. And so I don't really read a lot of comics. I am a big fan of uh, Tintin and uh, Asterix, uh, more so Tintin. Big lover of Tintin. Um, I am a big fan of some of the heavy metal artists. I love the work of Serpieri and uh, Aspiri, to uh, a lesser extent, people like Ferocious and such. I'm a big, f I mean, I guess I'm a bigger fan of like fantasy art than I am of uh, comics necessarily. I like Frank Frazetta a whole lot. Uh, one of my personal favorite little movies is a weird little movie called Fire and Ice. Things like that. So it's not really, you know, comic books purely. Question number 15. What's your favorite superhero? And what's your favorite supervillain? I used to be really into the superhero comics back in the 90s. I kind of fell out of it in a big way just because I... Well, I think superhero comics did it to themselves, like they became unreadable. And every single month had to have some sort of gigantic storyline that had to present itself as sort of the end of the world sort of thing. And they would have that storyline run and then they would just sort of say, oh, it never happened or retcon the whole thing or whatever. And after, you know, five or six times, I just didn't care anymore. I used to read a lot of, like, Spider-Man before, you know, the stupid-ass clone saga. I really liked X-Men before... Age of Apocalypse. I even read Superman uh, way back when. And then, you know, that stuff, I, I just fell out of it because, you know, where the hell do you start with it? I used to read Batman as well, and then uh, Nightfall happened, and I don't know if I ever picked it up after that. So I always liked X-Men a whole lot, but I really was more of a fan of, you know, the Chris Claremont 80s series of X-Men. After, you know, the 80s and into the 90s, then right around Executioner Saga and things like that, that's when, you know, the gigantic storylines that sort of, you know, ruined reading comic books started happening a whole lot more. Question number 16. DC or Marvel? Please state your case. Hmm. Probably Marvel? Just because I guess they have a few more of the things that I like and they seem to know how to run their company a little bit better. DC, I guess as I record this, they are or were doing that new 52 thing. I don't know if that's still going on or if they realized that it was the stupid idea that it was. I guess I'm more frustrated because, as I said, film is my medium. And when it comes to that, it's all about Marvel. Like, DC doesn't have a single clue how to produce any one of their films. And the more involved they are in their films, the more they suck. I mean, if you saw that Green Lantern movie, it was awful. Superman Returns was terrible. Why should they be? They shouldn't be. These are, you know, great iconic characters, but I think that DC doesn't really know what to do with them or how to manage them. I mean, why isn't there a Wonder Woman movie? There's no good reason for that. Marvel, at least, recognizes what they've got and knows how to get it to the screen, and then when it wasn't working, they decided, you know, let's, you know, start our own studio and have more control over it, and most of those Marvel movies have been good. I mean, I didn't like Thor or... Iron Man 2, but those were still not as bad as Green Lantern or Superman Returns. So, uh, maybe it didn't really answer the question directly, but I would say probably Marvel. Question number 17. Are you a fan of any uh, non-anime animation? If so, uh, what titles do you like? 
Oh, I, I love all animation. I was watching uh, Tron Uprising, which is a really well-written show. It just looks really bad. I just don't like how the character designs look. I watched Metalocalypse when it's not, you know, being super gory. I was watching um, the Justice League of America and the Superman TV series. The DC stuff works a lot better when it's animated and uh, when, like, Paul Dini and stuff get to work on it. The Batman, the animated series, that is just excellent. Love it to death. So uh, those sorts of things I, I really enjoy. Other animated stuff, I do watch, you know, My Little Pony and such. I'm, I don't call myself a brony or anything like that, but that was, you know, a very fun show. I also am watching a Wakfu, a French show, which is beautiful. Like, it's one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen, even though it doesn't do anything unusual. It's basic sort of RPG storyline, just with a French take on it, which is interesting, and I, I can appreciate that. All right, we'll go on to the next category, and this will be collecting. Question number 18. Do you collect any anime-related collectibles slash memorabilia? I try to uh, keep my collecting kind of to a minimum, but I am a big fan of pretty much anything Galforce, and I can be a fan of anything Galforce because there isn't a lot of merchandise out there. Certainly nothing new is being produced. Um, I think the last thing might have been some little Gashapon figure that was done like seven, six, five years ago or something, and that was just a catty. So I will collect anything Galforce, but that's easy. I do collect some cells here and there, but cell prices have been going up and up and up. I used to be able to get, you know, a nice cell for about 30, 40 bucks or 50 or 60 bucks, and now to get a crappy cell is now like 80 bucks and so that market has almost died for me it's getting smaller and smaller so i guess you know the fewer and fewer people that are in it are now paying a higher and higher price for it i also like you know some figures here and there i like building uh, mecha model kits uh, i don't know if i'd say i'm a collector of that i'm just you know like to build them question number 19 what personally is your most valuable collectible not so much in what it's worth in the money but, as in personally, it's the most special to you. Probably the most special item to me is a cell of Pris's hard suit from the Bubblegum Crisis OAVs, the original ones. I really love it, and I also got... I didn't get the cell itself signed, but I did get it autographed by Shinji Aramaki, who saw it, and uh, he looked at me and said, Where did you get this? because apparently that cell was particularly hard to find, or that series of cells is very hard to find. And then he, he drew a hard suit on uh, the paper to for signing it. And so that's a really, really treasured item for me. I, I love it greatly. Question number 20. What was the first and what was the last collectible you've purchased? Um, the first collectible? Like first anime collectible, I'm assuming? I don't really know. I, I did buy, like, the limited edition Berserk DVD that came with the action figure, even though I'm not really an action figure person. Maybe a Cell or something that I bought? I still have, like, the old Green Legend Ran VHS, like, box set thing that was very elaborate. I think the last collectible I bought was probably a Cell or so, maybe some some time ago. Oh, wait, I do... I didn't purchase it, but I do have... A, a great Vega figure that uh, one of our fans bought for me from Harmageddon. Uh, the very asymmetrical design. I love that greatly. I didn't even know that that was being made. 
but uh, that's probably the last thing that I have owned, and that was you know a couple of months ago. Question twenty one: Is current anime inferior to the older anime? Was anime actually better in the eighties, in mid nineties, than current anime being produced? My question to you is: How does modern anime stand up in regards to older anime overall, in your opinion? Also, are there any current shows that you're enjoying? If so, please enlighten us. I think really the only real big difference between modern anime and the older anime is really when it comes down to like anime that is targeted towards anime fans,、uh, because that you know there wasn't as much anime targeted to anime fans. Up until you know maybe the 90s or so in the late night anime, and the fan service anime didn't really exist a whole lot before the 90s. But 80s stuff, there was still garbage made in the 80s, and the fan service stuff back then was mostly relegated to like one shot OAVs and such, which you know were 80 dollars, and you know it was one thing, it was done. I do admire the actual animation technique that was used in the older shows. But I don't necessarily think that those shows are better or worse. I enjoy a lot of those older shows more just because、uh, they have kind of an aesthetic that I enjoy. I like shows that、uh, you know have very detailed robots and mecha in them. Those shows aren't really made a whole lot anymore. So I would say personally, I enjoy a lot of those older shows. But are they actually worse or better shows? I don't really know if I. Agree with that. I think that there are some great shows being made today. This last season was extraordinarily good. There were maybe five shows that were worth watching, and maybe three really good shows.、Um, this current season coming up, there isn't really anything worth watching. But you know, that's—I mean—it's just making up for you know this excellency's previous season. So no, I think that there's always been crap, and there's always been good stuff. The animation today is much more polished than it ever was back in the 80s and 90s, but there's less of a human touch to it. There's less, you know, softness to it. But that's just, you know, how things go. And as for current shows, there's a lot of good stuff. I'm watching、um, Kids on the Slope. It's it's not my favorite, but it's an interesting show. When I finish it, I'll you know have a better idea you know how I feel about it.、Um, I'm watching you know the girl called Fujiko. I like that a lot. I'm liking、uh, Akiba Ranger, which is you know not anime at all, but is still you know mighty entertaining. There's oh yeah, Polar Bear Cafe. There's there's a lot of good stuff. So yeah, those are just a couple of the things that I'm watching that come to mind. There you have it, gentlemen. Twenty-one questions. Thank you so very much for being a part of the show, gentlemen. You are much too kind, and I am forever in your debt. If you would ever like me to be on your shows, or if there's any anime you're looking for, if I can ever be of service. In any way to you, please always feel free to、uh, ask. And I have a special question, question twenty-two. This is for the gentleman from the Anime World Order. So this is a special question just for the Anime World Order. So, gentlemen, please do humor me and answer this question. Question twenty-two: Will the Anime World Order ever do another three-hour all mecha podcast? I would do that in a heartbeat. I would do it tomorrow. It's just a matter of you know getting all the material together, and、uh, you know getting、uh, everyone you know coordinated for it.、Uh, that's kind of a thing that I think would be good if we could you know plan it for you know maybe Thanksgiving or something when we've got the time to throw all of that together.、Uh, I love doing those mecha shows. 
I'm actually watching uh, some of the older ones now. Uh, I'm watching uh, Gallant. Um, someone uh, fan subbed all of that, so you know I'm, I'm moving through that one a bit slowly. But uh, that's a, that's a great one. So yeah, I would do that tomorrow. Thank you, gentlemen. I bid you adieu. Salut, au revoir, goodbye, my friends. God bless you. So there you have it. That's the uh, I guess 22 questions, and not even 12 in reverse. Courtesy of the Anime 82 podcast. If you want to hear my answers to these same questions, well, you can either wait a week or two and change for me to post it up here. Or if you want to listen to it right now, you can go to anime82.blogspot.com. We'll put a link up on the show notes on our own website, which is www.animeworldorder.com, where Regan has posted everybody's responses split up into three separate podcasts because he's got answers from not just Gerald, not just me, but also Dane from Anime Pacific, Philip from Meeper's Choice, Zionic Freak from Cybernauts Cast. Uh, so that took up three different parts, and coming soon he's going to post a second set of responses to the questions from guys like Jeremy from Destroy All Podcast DX, Andrew from The Veef Show, who blocked my ass on Twitter forever ago, and he won't unblock me, so I can't tell what he's up to or what he's thinking because he was mad at me because I said, hey, don't fucking put in a podcast things I said in I am without telling me. And he took that a little too personally. But he's awesome, even if he's uh, not listening to me right now. So I don't know who else is going to be on that second set of podcasts because it's not posted on Regan's website. But hopefully this will tide you over. Hopefully you maybe uh, learn some things about Gerald you never knew before. So uh, we'll see you again after AWA. And oh yeah, let's not lie to ourselves, Torchlight 2 and Borderlands 2 are not going to play themselves.